Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever video podcast, uh, video shit show, whatever you want to call it, for Jack Wagon Sports. Uh, as always, now you get to see our faces. Uh, we have George here. Uh, I'm Nick. I wasn't sure who was going next. I was, gonna say, I was like, <laughs> and I'm Slade. <laughs> like I said, it's going to be a shit show, uh, but we're yeah, here to have fun. If nobody asked for the podcast, definitely nobody asked to see our faces. But oh, absolutely. Just like the podcast, here we are, so. See, I'm I'm surprised, and this is what I'll get. Like a lot of people are always like, "Dude, why why are you starting a podcast? Like, there's so many out there." I'm like, I get that, but now I get to sit on the couch all weekend. Like, granted, I still have to go do things, but for the most part, Hannah's like, "Hey, can we?" I'm like, "No, I I gotta watch like the last three guys who don't fucking matter in this golf tournament tee off." Um, and they're gonna take five hours, and nothing's gonna happen in that five hours. But I need to watch it. She's like, "Fine." Um, So it's it's. Sorry, go. No, I was just—it's like a built-in. Like, I need to watch sports now. Like, yeah, it's a built-in excuse. Yeah, I use it to not drive. I don't feel like driving. I'm like, man, I'm watching this game. Yeah, it could be like the San Jose Sharks versus the Chicago Blackhawks, and I'm like, I, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. the opposite. I'll still drive. I'll just put it in my little phone holder thing, and turn it sideways, and drive. That's what you're I doing. Just got into an accident watching we, Ohio State. We State uh one time and uh, it was a Penn State Auburn game. It was uh it was Hannah's birthday. And we went to a concert and we were going back and um, it was like the third quarter. So I wanted to watch the game because I couldn't watch it at the concert because I didn't have any reception. Yeah. We're, we're sitting in McDonald's drive through and the drive through is taking long as hell. And I'm just sitting there watching the game on my phone as I'm like inching through this drive through. <laughs> it was a great time. Oh, uh, nonetheless, let's get into our topics. Uh, first up. Um, It's our uh, favorite and least favorite teams to bet on <laughs> yes. at any sport. Well, Nick, what, what sport do you think is your favorite to bet on? <laughs> All right, so my favorite, this one was an easy one, and it's funny because it breaks the rule that we have in our like group here about betting because it's the only one of my teams or one of, my, one of you guys' teams that I ever bet on, and it's the Washington Commanders. And I say that because I know my team, and I know what they're capable of, and I know what their limits are. <laughs> mm-hmm makes it easy like i was telling you that story about the the two plus touchdowns on defense or defense special teams and the two plus touchdowns and i almost hit it like i know what my team can do <laughs> what about your least favorite what's your least favorite oh least favorite i'm pretty sure you guys know this but 76ers all the way um i will bet individually on joel and bead um now my buddy does not like i almost put Embiid on this list just because of my buddy because my buddy's bet like 10 times on Embiid and hasn't hit once I've bet like three times on him and hit, so I'm not complaining. But everybody else, Simmons, when he was on the team, dog shit. Never hit any bets. James Harden is 0 for 3 for me since he's been at Philly. I ain't betting on him anymore. Uh, Danny Green has been on my no-no list since before he was a 76er. So I just I don't bet on the team. I just don't do it. George, yeah. why don't you start with your least favorite since we already know where this is going. <laughs> uh, my least favorite to bet on? Um, is and I didn't put specific teams just because I don't know. Like, other than like I, my, my rule is I don't want to bet on my own teams just because it adds just so much more anxiety than I need when I'm watching those games. Um, so I put like actual bets. I'll put in like I. Well, the other day we were talking about it, the the no runs in the first inning bets. I can't fucking Nerfies. stand those. Yeah, I cannot stand those bets. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that like I listen. I, I get it's a part of gambling, but once I found out that uh, book it with Trent, dude was like the one that's like really started pushing that stuff on. I was like, yep, nope, I want no part of this now. Um you fade that guy at all costs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I had a I had a bunch here. We'll see if I can pull them up quick. You had one that was similar to Nick's. You actually sent out a tweet or no wait, it was a part of one of our uh TikToks the other day. You had Nick talk about it at the end. Yeah. When it comes in terms uh, of yeah. East East Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, oh, okay. The other one I don't I don't like, and I've I've gotten away from it now a little bit, is betting on the over under on hockey games, um, especially this year. Like this year has been like peak craziness because uh, they released the NHL released an article today where they talked to like players like why scoring up so much and they like listed a bunch of combinations, but it's just been a crazy year. Um, I, and I just hate the way fan like the way Barcel does it like. Because that's normally what I would bet on if I could, is they do a really good job of making sure. Okay, the over under is six and a half. 
So if they only score six, hey, the under hits. Or if they score seven, the over hits. Yeah, Fandle's like but, six. Yeah, Fandle will make it like an even number. And it always lands on that even number. I think every time I've done it and you guys have put it in. I'm pretty sure we're three for three for you hitting exactly mm-hmm. on. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> so that's just frustrating. So those are the ones I, I don't bet uh, or I, I least like to bet on. My favorites to bet on. Um, anything against Philadelphia. I will never pick that city in my life. I tried betting a, a few times on the 76ers and they burned my ass. I'll never do that again. And I will always bet against the Flyers because they can suck a dick. And as same for the Eagles, just because I can't stand them. Uh, the Phillies, I really don't have anything against. Uh, they're just in Philadelphia. The only team excluded from that list is Villanova because I will never bet against Villanova. And also, just because Villanova is in a suburb, it's not Philly. Okay. Just because that's the closest city, everybody just associates it. It's not Philly. All right. I've been there. It's in the nice part. It's where all the rich people live. Okay. Play where Lil Dicky came from. Yeah. V- Villanova <laughs> doesn't count on that list. What about you, Slade? You you tell us. So I think that my my favorite thing to bet on is probably I I like to get on at about a halftime and look at the NBA scores, mm. and then I'll look at like the Golden State Warriors most of the time or the Brooklyn Nets, someone some team that's got like a, a lot of big scores, and I'll bet the over because it almost always hits at that point because a lot of times they get to halftime and. Steph and Clay probably have like 10 points each or something like that. And they're pretty good usually to combine for at least 50 points. So it really helps to hit the over when you're betting on their team come halftime. I think that, uh, you should have bet them the other night. I know they scored a hundred or what was it? 110 70. points or 70, 70. Yeah. It was 70 and 19 minutes, but I forget what they ended up with. Yeah. Yeah. They won by 20. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that, and then I, I think, Worst thing to bet on recently for me, it's been betting on golf anytime before Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta wait until Friday night to see who missed the cut because I've been betting on everyone under the cut. <laughs> yeah, I was gotta be like me and accidentally bet on the guy who ends up winning it, right? Yeah, <laughs> my, my favorite was for the Masters. I think I bet everybody I bet on to make the cut made the cut except for one player, mm-hmm. and then. Like all but two of my other bets hit, other than the winners, because obviously oh, there can only be one winner. My right. one of my winners did win, so mm-hmm. that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I feel like golf is really hard because, like, if you would have told me after Spieth missed the cut at the Masters that he was going to win the next week, I would have told you you're out of your fucking mind. Oh yeah, and like I picked DJ, like not even thinking about it, like I I knew I shouldn't have picked DJ, like thinking back because like he just got done the Masters. The only reason he was playing in this tournament is because his sponsor was the main sponsor mm-hmm. and he just didn't care. Like he was like, I don't give a shit. They're already giving me yeah. millions of dollars. I'm not going to go play and get it another million. He just right. kind of just dicked around on the course and missed the cut. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why I picked him for my fantasy team, but here we are. <laughs> right, well, that's all right. You could have uh, four, four of my six Smith players and... missed the cut. Uh, <laughs> could have had Cameron Smith. Who, what, what was it tied for third at the yeah. masters? Shit. Turn around, shit. The bed didn't make the cut. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, but it's I wouldn't a single say single sport. I, yeah, yeah, I dis. I wouldn't say I dislike golfing. It's just it's really hard to bet on. Yeah, um, he, one guy he he has a bad day and you lose. Yeah. Whereas, like, like in any of the other sports, Sidney Crosby could have a bad day and the Penguins could still win. Steph Curry rare, could just yeah. not play and they could still win. Like, let's not yeah. get George on that subject. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm try, trying to behave. Um. Moving on, uh, we had the USFL debut this weekend. Uh, Nick, I'll let you go first. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, do you like it? Do you want it to continue? Um, we'll, we'll let you go first. This is your your baby. Yeah, so I I did like it. Uh, I thought the little bit of it that I got to watch, I didn't get to watch all the games this weekend, but the little bit I got to watch, um, it was cool. It was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, a change of pace from the NFL, especially during the offseason when – you know, anybody that's a football fan is sitting there like a crackhead, like that's football. Like it, it was it was nice. I turned it on. The first game I watched, I watched like twenty minutes of it, if that, because um while it is fun and it is something, you know, that's about the extent of it. The quality mm-hmm. of play is mediocre at best. Um the rosters are filled with dudes that, you know, most people probably haven't heard of. Uh but with that being said, um I do think that it's great for the sport of football um i don't think it adds any benefit to the nfl necessarily 
but I think um, it gives younger players that, you know, might not have to get drafted or, you know, picked up or whatever, um, a chance to extend their portfolio a little bit. Uh, but also um, for the sport as a whole, it's perfect for an extra level, an extra skill level, so to speak, adding an extra league with a different skill level um, for, you know, the not so talented people that can't make it to the NFL to still be able to chase their dreams and still professionally play a sport they love. So I think it's good for the sport. I do hope it continues, but I understand that it's kind of hard because the play is shit. (laughs) So you got anything? Yeah, I think that the single best thing that they could do for their league to set them apart is to hire a bunch of guys like Bob Mennery, like commentators that will just Mm -hmm. trash, like, just make random comments that you're not going to hear Troy Aikman say, like, yeah. oh, wow, he, he probably could have got that had he been running sprints in the offseason, but <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like you said, it was, it was okay for what it was. Um, I don't know. I just, I hated it, honestly. Um, like, like you said, it's, it wasn't good football, and at that point, why, why am I going to bother to watch it? And at the same time, I feel like they're trying to put so much new shit out there to like be like, oh, look at all this this cool stuff we're doing. Like they had drone cams on the kickoff and the, the, and the first football. down mark, the first down look. Yeah, like the, the the only one I really liked was the first down one. I was like, hey, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like the tennis thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how? And it was it was weird. I was like, how how is nobody else? I don't know if it's been thought of, but why are we not using this in the NFL and college and all that other stuff? Mm-hmm. And like it's cool on that hand because it'll push the envelope, it'll push the NFL and college football and, and, and all this, these other things, whatever you want to call them, leagues, to adopt some of this technology. But at the same time, when you're you're pushing so much out at once, it can become overbearing. Like I hated the drone cams. I was sitting there and you're trying to watch like the play happen, and the guy can't keep up with it. And next thing you know, he's either twenty yards past the play. Or he's following the wrong guy or whatever. And it was just, oh my god, it was. I felt like it was, it was too much. And like you said, it just wasn't good football. Yeah, like sh- I, I, sh- that play with Shea Patterson fumbling after. Oh my god, that was the worst play ever. But it's like I told you, it's like, listen, I'm a Bears fan. I watch enough bad football. I don't need to go watch more. And then you had the guy this week getting cut for order or eating pizza rather than a chicken salad, which he doesn't like. Which that was just the dumbest thing ever. But yeah, I don't know. Like it just, I, I, I want to make it clear that i don't i first of all i don't think it should be televised like it's fun maybe like a youtube channel <laughs> with the games on it or something right I, I arena think football is, yeah it's like, like that yeah it should be um, on like spike network <laughs> yeah put it on yeah, like exactly. fox that that'd be a perfect thing to put on espn fox sports 8 one. to ocho yeah <laughs> <laughs> like fox sports one nbc well they got rid of nbc sports now but yeah like yeah. channels like that like i don't need it on, on primetime television yeah not that i watch it anymore but like yeah i Perfect just, thing for Amazon to pick up or something. Yeah, exactly. It, Amazon it's good for the YouTube, sport, yeah. but uh, to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, I'd watch that every weekend," yeah. like whatever. The the only kind of like spring football league I would enjoy watching would be if like we took guys who just didn't get drafted. Like we so we moved the draft back to April first of all. Do that the first week of April, and then like three weeks later. Through the end of June, you have eight teams play eight weeks, and then it's guys that didn't get drafted or like guys that are trying to get back into the NFL, which is again kind of like what this is. But they're going out there and they're they're playing their hardest to be like, hey, listen, I can't play football, and then they get you know signed to a training camp that starts in two weeks anyway or whatever, something like that. Like I feel like that would be much better, not only to watch but like understanding what's going on not just like hey we we're, we're giving you an alternate to the nfl like I, I don't i don't really care about that i'm not gonna like i don't miss football to the point enough where i'm gonna sit there and watch shitty football that yeah. has no bearing on anything like yeah. th- these guys are getting paid like minor league money to play minor league football and it's just like yeah. I, I don't care like I, th- I think that they need to work towards what the object of this is nobody is going to overtake the nfl this is for well, people like to be the, able to watch football in the offseason of football. So right, they need yeah. to cater to that part. Like and I said, I think like, that the, it's the, like a G League, like the yeah. G League for the well, NBA, the, but they need to understand that it's like the G League. Yeah, for right. the NBA. Well, that's exactly yeah. what the, the XFL did is they, they tried their first year and they were doing really well. Like I, I did actually yeah, COVID messed them up. Yeah. And then, yeah, COVID ruined them. 
And then they were like, okay, we're going to come back. And first they were going to do it with the Canadian Football League. And I guess I think they had a deal like set up and in place. And then I don't know who backed out, but then now they have a deal with the NFL set up. And I, I, I think that's a great idea as to be like a developmental league for, yeah. you know, and I think the, the, the best thing to do down the line would be an alternative. Be like, hey, if you don't want to go to college, come play in the XFL for two, three years, show how good you are. And then, you know, you, you get a trial with an NFL team, something like that. Yeah. Um, and someone that's on the practice squad in the NFL making, I mean, not chump change, like $500,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more more they, than I'll they, ever make in my life. They, yeah. they could go and make, I don't know, 70 grand to play for two, three months in the off season in the mm-hmm. XFL, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and show to different teams like, hey, like this is the talent that's sitting on a practice mm-hmm. squad. Like you can sign this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I think what all these other leagues that are coming out, like the AAF and now the USFL, and the, they're not making it their express goal. They're not like, oh, we're going to take over, like beat the NFL. Because I think everybody understands like that'll never happen. When they tried it back in the 70s and 80s, the NFL wasn't what it is now. It was still next to impossible to overtake it, but it, it was worth a shot. And a couple of them kind of got close until, you know, they ruined themselves. But um, now they're just like, oh, we're just like fixing your or giving you your football fix. It's like, that's nice, but I don't want to sit there and watch shitty football. Yeah. Like I now I can go watch golf. I can go watch baseball. I can watch ho- the end of hockey. Like, there, there's so many other sports going on year round that help fill that void of because I, I feel like people miss football less and just like miss sports. But now they're getting into all these different sports and that they have something to take up their time. And then once all those sports are over, it's like the the dead of off season or not the dead of but like the, the end of off seasons. The things are starting to pick up in the NFL. And I don't know. I just feel like. I mean, it's cool for people who like eat, sleep breathe football but you know for people like there's not that like, many people out there though like yeah exactly. not not enough to sustain a league like this yeah and, and like unless and yeah you're bringing all this innovation to the game but the x what was cool with the xsfl is they made it like fan driven like okay this is what the fans want they made it they made sure the fan experience at the game was next level and the fan experience at home was next level like yeah Dudes were doing beer snakes in the stands and stuff, and they were like, dude, look how cool these fans are. And it's yeah. like the NFL, like if you watch an NFL game, they're like, look at these dipshits. Like yeah. no, nobody wants to do that well, at like, a football like game. The, uh fan controlled football game. Say what's up to my cat. Um <laughs> or the fan controlled football league. Like, I heard one thing about it, and it was Ocho Cinco. Oh no, Terrell Owens, sorry, wrong person. Yeah, touchdown. Um yeah, catching a touchdown pass and like from Johnny Manziel. Like, Johnny Manziel from, threw it. Yeah. Like I was way more excited about that than I was yeah. about anything that happened in the USFL. Now, mind you, it's funny that this happens to be sitting here. Hold on. Hold up, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Money Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, got that off my chest. Well, that's, that's enough ranting about the USFL. Uh, well, and that's way been... more coverage than Johnny Manziel or Terrell Owens. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll change gears here. We'll switch over to a different sport entirely. Uh, we had the NASCAR dirt race on Sunday night. Um, we'll get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, Slay, we'll let you go first this time. What do you think of the race? Uh, what do you think about NASCAR staying on dirt moving forward? Is it a good option? Is it a bad choice? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on everything going on with the dirt and, and NASCAR as a whole? I, I think it's great. I think it, it fits right in with the other part that they're trying to do right now, which is the grassroots where they're trying to revive these different tracks and stuff. I mean, what is it? Is it Nashville that they're going to? And then next year that's going dirt. And then the following year it's being repaved. Uh, so that? It's, it's North Wilkesboro. They're doing like the, like modifies and stuff like that are going to go there in August uh, and race on the current pavement. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tear off the pavement and let it race sit on the dirt. dirt. Yeah. They're going to let it sit at dirt early winter. And then next spring, they're going to repave it and then start holding more races. And then the goal there is obviously to get NASCAR to come back to that eventually. Yeah, so that, I think, was was really great to see. It also shows you a little bit more insight as to like where all of these guys come. Because if you just watch NASCAR, you think they came from the truck series. Most of the time, they were either with uh, GMS or Kyle Busch Motorsports. 
and then they go to the Cup Series where they have to get with Joe Gibbs or JR Motorsports, basically, or Stuart Haas to get in to NASCAR. So, like, that's what you see when you watch that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the other thing that was surprising to me was it was the first time that I've ever seen interviews where there's multiple people during a rain delay saying, I hope they just call it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm done. Yeah. Like we blew the engine coming into pit road here on this red flag. Like I'm done. I hope they call it. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Yeah. So I, I'm kind of on the, on the same track. As you. Um, I, I do think I, I, I thought the race had its moments. We talked about it earlier. I happened to turn it off right before literally everything exciting that happened in the race <laughs> happened. Um, you know, it, it, when I was watching it, the reason I turned it off was because the portion that I had watched, um, which was a pretty good amount of the first stage was very follow the leader. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you boys have been to Lincoln Speedway to watch any sprint car races recently, but that's all that track is. If you're in first, you're more than likely winning unless you fuck up. Um, and you know, there was some stuff going on, but I happened to be busy at the time and I was like, you know, I, whatever, um. But I did look back on it later. Like, we had talked about it. I realized, you know, there was actually a decent amount of shit that went on. <laughs> um, it actually had turned into a pretty good race, uh, especially there towards the end. Um, and I do hope that they maintain themselves on dirt um, to a certain aspect. I, I think a couple races a year, like you said, take you back to the roots, um, get a little bit uh, different perspective as far as some of the drivers go and, you know, get to see the ones who grew up on dirt you know how they race uh but to kind of piggyback along this um me personally i don't want to see nascar take over that big dirt market i want to be able to see sprint cars you know get up to where obviously probably not necessarily where nascar is at um but you know getting that nationwide respect um and you know that aspect because like you said there there are drivers here that have come from dirt racing uh you heard about it a lot during the race and i think that that would be dope i personally love dirt racing i grew up with dirt racing watching a 410 fly around a track is one of my favorite things in the entire world um so i i i wanted to i want to see it go hand in hand i guess is what i'm getting i want to see nascar get a little bit more into their dirts but i also want to see the dirt racing that currently goes on get a little more respect and a little more coverage do you guys think that kyle larson's season off and how much attention dirt racing gained from him winning every race that he entered is what is like making them really want to kind of also add a couple dirt races more than just the one bristol race from a I'd marketing standpoint with it. i don't like yeah i definitely it has something to do with it but i don't see them moving outside of doing one dirt race in cup series now, truck series, I know they do too, but I don't think with the Cup series, with the way the drivers reacted to it, um, like there's not enough support there to do it multiple times. Let alone, there's not really another track out there to do it unless they were to get a deal with like Eleanor Dora or like when Wilkesboro tears up the pavement, whatever. Um, but regardless, like it was, it was a pretty good race. Um, I mean, definitely wasn't the worst race this year, but. Um, yeah, like you said, it was just if NASCAR is going to keep doing this, they need to have a different, not even like a package, just a different car altogether. Because, like, the reason two of those cars blew up is because you're getting dirt into the intake. Like, these cars yeah. are just not built to run on dirt. Like, at the end of the day, like, no matter like all the different things you try to do to it, like, they tried putting different screens and stuff over the grill and all this other stuff, it, they're just not built for it. And, yeah. And you're going to keep, you know, having, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the best driver on dirt. Like, you know, Austin Dillon wasn't doing bad. He was running third, and then he got dirt in there. Chastain was second when he got dirt and blew up. It's like, these guys aren't bad. And, you know, it's, we're not, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it takes away from the competition when, you know, you have a car that's not suited to run on dirt, trying to run on dirt, and then it, you got engines blowing up and all this other stuff. Um, now, listen, so I know this is the most tickets uh, NASCAR has sold for the spring Bristol race. Uh, since 2016 and it's also the highest viewership they ever got on a spring race since 2016 um so nascar's mine they're 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 happy you know they they got what they wanted they revitalized the spring race at bristol honestly at this point i think they do dirt one more year and then um if wilkesboro is ready i think they go there uh 
for one of the spring dates rather than, than going to Bristol twice. Um, but I don't, I just, like I said, if, if they're going to keep doing this, like Kyle Larson said, it's like, if, if we're going to do a dirt race, like let's do it. Like let's rip the windshields off and, and, you know, run. I would love to see them grab like late model cars. Oh yeah. And, and, and go out there and do that. Like, yeah, it's a completely different thing and stuff, but at the end of the day, like your, your car is, it's just not suited for the dirt. Like, yeah, it just that's the frustrating part to watch like yeah we had a really exciting finish and you know that was awesome to see and everything but i don't know that's i guess my biggest complaint is like if if we're gonna do a dirt race and i know like other drivers have said this like if we're racing on dirt like let's actually do it now they did do a much better job with the track and everything and getting everything ready for this year than they did last year um but yeah that's just my two cents it's just if, if you're gonna do it do it right I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. it it was cool to see him on dirt, but if you're gonna do it, do yeah. it right. Like, put let's... a late model. If the late model ain't fast enough, slap a little something extra in there. Like, yeah. Like you you can't tell me these freaking geniuses can't develop. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, why why would they do that for one race? Like at that point, they would almost have to yeah. do multiple races, which is again, I don't think something anybody really wants like i'm sure there's a few fans out there like oh let's just do dirt every week it's like well other series do that go watch that like yeah that's why i made the comment about like getting having more reach or whatever in the dirt racing which obviously i know there's a fine balance between like what you put out Mm -hmm. versus how many people are going to watch it and whatnot but yeah yeah like i said just my biggest thing is just keep it one race a year if anything please don't try and expand it more um there's enough tracks out there that are getting dates lost and stuff that don't deserve it. And then we're giving yeah. the tracks that dates to tracks that don't deserve it. Um, so let's just keep it at one race for now. And like I said, if we can get some of these other short tracks, like the, the Nashville fairgrounds revitalized or Wilkesboro, whatever, then let's go to those tracks instead. And let's just leave dirt to the, the, the dirt drivers. If, if you want to go race dirt in your off time, like Larson does, I know a lot of other drivers do it. Like you can go do that, but Quick question. Yeah. So I think I know how you're going to answer just because of your love for Indy, but do you think that you would rather see a second dirt track on the schedule or them add a sixth road course? Because at this point, we're going back to the tracks a second time, but we're doing it on a road course, whereas at Bristol, they're going back a second time on dirt, you know? Which, which, Which do you prefer to see? Obviously, it's a give and take. There's, there's yeah. positives and negatives to either one. Um, that's a tough question. I I was gonna say, <laughs> see, like, because they they have a couple road courses out there that are really my my concern with doing that is say like, okay, let's yeah, let's add another road course. I'm afraid they're gonna go okay, let's do the Daytona road course again, which sucked. It's like, please, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. Or, um, like, I already hate the Indy road course, and they're gonna keep running that. I think they had such a great roval. And putting yeah, in the playoffs, and I, it caused so much drama. Or right before the playoffs, I forget if it was. It was, it was, it was in third, the playoffs, third yeah. race of the playoffs or something like that. But yeah, yeah um, I think that they got so much great viewership with that and like great yeah. uh, talk about it that they just ran with it. Now they're turning every track into a road yeah. course. Yeah, like I mean, granted, Indy already had the road course; it was there, and Daytona they run the twenty-four hours there. So it's like, luckily, it's not something they just like tore up a track to build. Like mm-hmm. if they did that, I would, especially at a, at a place like. I mean, obviously NASCAR would never get the approval to do that in Indianapolis, but um, <laughs> if if they did, if so I would say add a road course if it meant uh, like going to mid-Ohio or like Barber Motorsports Park, like really good road courses that IndyCar already goes to or um, like if they want, they could set up like a dual weekend with F1 and go to Miami or whatever, something like that. Like In that case, I would say, yes, let's add a road course rather than dirt track. But knowing NASCAR, if I said, hey, let's add a, uh, a road course, they would be like, okay, well, let's go to Daytona or, or something like that. And that's not what I want. So Street course? They are, I, I think that, so Chicagoland is officially dead. Like the, they're selling the land now. And uh, the, the rumor is that they're going to do a street course there. Nice. Um, so I don't know. I've, n- I've never been to Chicago. I can't tell you what the roads are paved like. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> They're talking about doing a road course there. I guess it's good enough. They ain't doing a road course in PA. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so that's I think that's enough talking about NASCAR. Uh, we can move on here. Uh, now I know how much Nick loves baseball, oh. um, but I think it's fair to say baseball is in a struggling state right now. Um, no thanks to their their commissioner, uh, Rob, fucking man fraud. Um, <laughs> but if if you were the commissioner for a day, um, what are three things that you would do to help? revitalize the sport and improve you know fan attendance and, and viewership at home and just the overall image of the game i guess um what are three things you would do uh, i'll let nick go first since he knows the most about baseball very kind words um so i i took it i took this question very literally um i did not think about the mlb when i thought about this i thought of i mean and, and that's fair that's I and mean, that's fair too yeah so and and anybody who's listened to us, we George and I have talked about this previously on how at least George probably said something different in this podcast, but I'm sticking with my roots here. Uh, the three things that I would do to fix baseball. First of all, bring steroids back. Like, you can't tell me it wouldn't add more fun. You see some, like, this guy's scrawny, comes back the next season, he's fucking ripped. He's hitting dingers. That's in like, America. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, be fun. Who cares? Like, my, my thing with steroids is if you let everybody use them, it doesn't become unfair. Like, mm-hmm. but n- nonetheless, we'll, we'll uh, let discussions to that elsewhere. But uh, two, with that being said, with, with the steroids, I'm saying two because I know it won't happen in baseball. Completely new league. That probably should have been my number one. Probably should have been the start. But nonetheless, completely new league. Kind of like the USFL, but for baseball and for people who don't want to fucking kiss the commissioner's ass all the time i feel like baseball is the sport that if, if anybody needs a new league it's baseball like we're trying it's, to get that's new, what i'm saying yeah we're trying yeah. to get a new golf league like i get that that's what the players want but it's not what re- we really want we keep getting new football leagues again not what we really want no. nba doesn't need one um no. and hockey doesn't need one but yeah if, if any sport out there needs like a competitive league to go up against it it's baseball dude that's what i'm saying and my third thing before I, I get into this whole point here, my third thing, allow every drug that you originally had off the list. Coke, let them. Fucking LSD. Dude, you know how much more fun baseball would be if the outfielders fighting a dragon that nobody else can see? Like, come on now. So, whole new league, steroids, all types of illegal drugs. It, it's, you can't, first of all, I'm pretty sure we would have the back, backing of, like, anybody with a sense of humor. And like you said, MLB's on the downfall anyway. Like, it, I hope for their sake that, you know, somehow they can get it fixed. I don't really necessarily care about baseball that much. I, I do enjoy it from time to time, but nonetheless. But this league to me, like, I would watch just about every game of baseball I could if this is what was going down. So now the two people that actually watch baseball and know about it, go ahead and tell me what you would do. <laughs> Play, I'll, I'll let you go first. I think my first one's going to be to piggyback off of Nick's and the, the drugs and stuff. I mean, yes. the outfielders on LSD fighting a drag, LSD fighting a dragon. Uh, dude, we don't I'm need the outfielder. Going. Now it's just a pitcher, the batter, and the catcher. The dude either strikes him out or he's hitting the ball 900 feet. Yeah, it's a ground it's ball one or, or it's out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that would be the first one. The second one would to be fi- to fix Yankee Stadium because that's just a fucking joke. And the third I've seen that home run thing the other day. I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but I watched I think it was a TikTok. Yeah. Somebody talking about home runs in Yankee Stadium that wouldn't be home runs anywhere else. Yeah. So that yeah, I and, got some for both of you with that, but go ahead. And yeah. yeah. And the third would be to fix the cap space. I don't care what city you live in, you shouldn't be able to pay hundred million dollars over cap, whatever it is, because the Yankees, the Astros, there's uh the Dodgers especially, there's these teams that it's literally like a varsity team playing a JV team. Now, during the season, these teams have injuries and stuff like that, which even the things out. But we're seeing the same teams in the playoff basically each year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about uh, you, George? So I'll, I'll give my reasons first here. Uh, first is a shorter season. I feel like 182 games or 100, whatever they're at now, is just ridiculous, especially with the, they're adding more to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, 120, 140. That's that's all we need. Uh, go from April until like August, and then start the playoffs like early September. World Series is actually in October, not November now. Um, and then your your star players aren't getting hurt nonstop too. 
because uh, their bodies are dead. You don't have to try and rest people more and more. Um, I just feel like the, the season is just way too long. Um, same thing. It's like here. I, I have put a salary cap in and put a salary floor in because uh, it goes both ways. Like, yeah, you can have an owner out there who's spending you know all this money, like, you know, giving Mike Trout and Shohei Otani all this money. And then the Yankees are giving people a, a bunch of monies. And then you have the Pirates and the Orioles who are paying nobody. And then, you know, basically tanking to get better, better draft picks. Um, and like, you need to spend a certain amount of money to have a vibe. Like, and then like these are the same teams that suck, but they'll charge the fans that do come twenty dollars for a beer and be like, "Well, we need to make our money somehow." And it's like, so I, I mean, like I said, it goes both ways. Like I, I baseball players should not be getting, you know. 200 uh, i think mike chug of like a 400 million dollar contract or something like that like and then bryce harper yeah yeah like those numbers are absolutely ridiculous like um like nobody should be getting those kind of contracts and then you shouldn't have teams literally actively avoiding people in free agency like the the guardians did this year and um that's just frustrating more than anything to watch like not wanting to get better i guess um through free agency and then my very last point here, uh, and this goes for every single professional sports league, um, and it's ad relegation. Um, like, this isn't just a, a baseball thing, but I, I feel like it would improve American sports as a whole. And, you know, I, I always I bring this up a, a couple times uh, to different people, and they always like, well, that, that's, a, that's an English thing. Like, that's what they do with their, their soccer teams, whatever. I'm like, yeah. And look how much the fans love it. Like, yeah. I, I, like, let's get rid of drafting altogether. Let's get rid of, and let's say if we stick with baseball, let's get rid of all the minor league teams. Like, those are now, like, it, you can still call it single A, double A, triple A, whatever. And then, you know, you have the majors. Well, the worst placed team in the majors goes down to triple A now. And the, the champions from triple A come up. And then rather than, you know, that being a farm system, they are their own independent team and, and things. I, I feel like, not just in baseball, but all sports that would make things a lot better. And then once you get out of college, well, you don't have to go to college now. You can literally sign as a free agent in high school if you want. If, if you're that good, you can become a free agent. You can go to single A. You're, if you're really, really good, you can go to the majors. Um, I, don't know, I, I just feel like overall that would improve not just baseball, but American sports in general. Um, yeah, so those are my three things. Now back real quick. Um, Lay off Yankee Stadium. All right. Let's just. So I I because I know I, I know the video that you were talking about because I saw that and it's that Twitter page like what it dong or whatever. And it says how many yes. <laughs> how many stadiums it would be a home run in. So last year, the Yankees ranked, I think, like 22nd in home runs hit at their home ballpark. And like when they went to away stadiums, they would actually hit more. <laughs> and like the or they were ranked like middle of the pack. I think I ended up being like 13th. The Red Sox and the Rockies were higher. Um, and like, there's this website out there. I forget. I think it's, I forget the exact name of it. Um, they literally are like the weirdest people ever because they stat every single thing from every single baseball game. And you can go back and you can look at stats from 1940 and they are accurate. And it's ridiculous. Um, but like they ranked all these stadiums and stuff. And yeah, the Yankees like at home runs gamed at home or whatever. They were like middle of the pack. The Red Sox and Rockies were the highest. And uh, like, I don't know. All this other, like, I just feel like Yankee stadium gets undeserved hate. It was like, oh, it's, it's a short right field. Like, okay. Freaking the Red Sox have the shortest right field pole and left field pole. And nobody ever talks about it. Cause they're like, oh, they have the huge green monster. I'm like, that's, that's one thing they have a, they have a wall that comes up to my knee in right field. Like I don't give a shit. Nobody ever talks about it. So I don't just lay off. I say right? if I That's... remember correctly, didn't Yankee Stadium used to be like hard as shit to hit home runs in? The old one. Oh, the old one, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they they were both built like pretty similar. The 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 new one they did. I mean, they definitely made the right field wall like in a little bit further, but it's still it's hard to to hit it over there. I don't know. That's just yeah. my. I mean, we also got to remember, like, and George and I have talked about this before. I'm saying right field. I'm pretty sure I mean left field, but at this point, probably I whatever. But like, we forget sometimes that 
these people are like superhuman athletes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so for us to go out there, like we'd probably struggle to hit over this fucking wall. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, like it, the, nobody ever gives a rocky shit because they're literally on a mile high in the air. Like the air density is so like I, I'm gonna get like Bryson DeChambeau here. The air density is is so much lower, and if I tap a ball, it'll go 600 feet. Wipe it out. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like everybody, everybody picks on the Yankees for having a short right field wall. When I was like, every every field is 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 so different. But all right, we get it. You're a Yankees fan. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't forget, you used to be one too. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I bet on him today. Yeah, they're gonna screw did. me. They're winning three yeah. two right why now. You, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he just ignores the rules. We say, hey, we're not gonna bet on our favorite sports teams anymore. I'm telling you right now, I'm putting a thousand bets on Penn State this off or this year. Oh, we, don't you go. fucking dare! Yeah, both of you go kiss it. my ass. I'm betting Ohio State all the way. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, when I finally started picking them this year, they started losing. Yeah, they have a shitty end of the season. All right. the same quarterback coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have fun with Sean Clifford. But don't get me started. Or George, yeah. for that matter. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for the, uh, the college football preview show. Yeah. George. Hate's a strong word. George does what? not hate the man. But... So, this past weekend, golf. What do you think? Oh, wow. You just really wanted to move that on there, I see. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned Penn State. He was like, let's get, let's get it going. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> uh, it was a, I, I told you guys in the group text, like, I was fully expecting that to be a boring-ass tournament. Like, whoever was going to win eventually was just going to run away with it because the field wasn't that great. Like, you had a couple of big names like Spieth. You had DJ in there. You had Cam Smith. And you had Patrick Cantley. I was like, okay, one of these guys is going to get hot and just run away with it. Every day, I think we had a new leader going into the clubhouse. Um, Harold Varner looked really good, and then I learned that he lives a town, well, not lives, he is from a town over, God knows where he lives now. Um, so that was, that was interesting to learn, but yeah, uh, that was a really fun tournament to watch overall. Um, I watched as much as I could on Saturday. Uh, I was at a wedding, and then while I'm sitting there waiting for the reception to start, I'm watching it on my phone. Sunday, I went out and played nine holes, and I rushed home and watched the end of the tournament. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but at the end of the day, it was really great to see Spieth come back, like I said, from missing the cut at the Masters uh, to winning a tournament a week later. Uh, I, I mean, I have nothing against Spieth. I enjoy watching him play. Uh, I was listening to somebody talk this morning. I think it was the four-play pod. Um, and they're like, he, he's so fun to watch because you never know what you're going to get. Like, you know, he, he's ranked all over the place and like shots, shots gained on the greens and all this other stuff. And this weekend he was like next to last in the whole field on shots gained on the greens. And he ends up winning it, uh, just gets hot at the right time. And he's just really fun to watch. Um, Nick, you're, you're getting in the golf here. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so um, this is my was only my second golf tournament I've ever watched. Um, but nonetheless... I didn't turn it on until late Friday because, again, I, I watched the Masters. I'm not going to lie to you. The main reason I watched the Masters was because Tiger was coming back. I had placed those couple bets. I was like, whatever. So I didn't plan on watching this past weekend. Friday came. Uh, we were probably about halfway through the field, give or take. Um, and I happened to start paying attention to it. And obviously, you know, we pick people every week. So I was paying attention to them. I'd seen some people going up and down and I was, and three o'clock came around uh, when it popped up on um, CBS or whatever the hell it was on uh, this weekend. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn it on. And I turned it on and there were people putting in good shots. There were people missing shots they should have made. And I was like, I'm going to keep watching this. So Saturday rolled around and Saturday at that point I had like, I had emotion invested in it because Fucking Smith was about to miss the cut. Uh, Spieth, I think, Saturday morning came in. Was he plus one after Friday, I believe? I think so, yeah. I was going to say, I want to say plus one. And I, I had him picked in our thing, too. So I was like, I really need these boys to do something. Um, so I started watching Saturday. And it was from first tee off Saturday to the last ball going in the hole on Sunday. It was for me at least entertaining it was great um and while it was a little heartbreaking because spieth happened to be my alternate in our league that we had so i got no benefit from him winning whatsoever 
um, it was still nice to see. And when I started watching golf, Spieth was one of like the only three names that I knew and Tiger Woods was one of the other ones. So I didn't know a whole lot. Um, so he's been somebody that I've obviously paid attention to and to see him not make the cut at the masters turn around, you know, be sitting at plus one after, after Friday and then boom, he's, you know, winning the whole thing. Um, it's definitely helped me get into golf more. Um, you boys know, if you would have asked George two months ago, what I knew about golf, George would have knew I knew absolutely nothing. Now I've been golfing twice. I've watched two tournaments. Like I don't actually, George made the comment about it the other day. He said about, um, how I now watch hockey and golf. So it, it is all thanks to George, uh, but nonetheless, great weekend of golf. Um, speed is ridiculous. Uh, Obviously, he has his ups and downs. He's hasn't been one of the most consistent, but fun to watch. Whether he's playing good or playing bad, he's fun to watch. Um, fans love him. It was a great weekend. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before you get started, I just want to say, um, like last year, like I've right before the Masters, I really didn't care for watching golf. Like I would watch like the last round of a, a tournament or something, and that's all that was on. And then I bought this house. And I told Hannah, like, we moved in, and, like, the first week when we were here, we were painting all day Sunday, and I like, I just stopped, came out, and sat in front of the TV and just watched golf, like, that all afternoon. She was like, are you going to help paint? I was like, no. And, like, at a, like I always tell people, like, it's weird. Like, buying a house, like, just flips a switch in your brain, and you're like, I like golf now. And, um, yeah, so that, but, like, another thing, too, is, like, we started this golf fantasy thing between the three of us, and I felt like that's helped so much more is, like, just to, like, help keep me invested yeah. and, and wanting to watch and, like, I didn't even care if like it like literally two of my guys made the cut. I was like, well, I'm done. But I was like, all of a sudden, Cantley started playing really good, and Fleetwood's up in the top ten. I was like, oh my god, I actually have a chance at winning this somehow. And I was a freaking if you would have landed that shot on the 18th on the green, I would have been so much happier. But um, <laughs> at yeah, one point, George had Cantley sitting in first and Fleetwood tied for second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and still the rest didn't of his end guys up with the out. Winner. On Sunday, not even on Saturday, on Sunday, and still yeah. didn't even end up with the win. <laughs> but I only had two guys. You you had, what, four, yeah. and Slate had five, so I, I don't want to hear it. Yet. Well, I technically had three because speed for me was worthless. But You had two guys? I, you had I two guys? I thought you only had one guy missed the cut. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so so I saying, I, yeah. You, yeah, you had four. And then, yeah, the winner was sitting on your bench. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Not even yeah. like not even by choice either. I'm just a dumbass and forgot. But whatever. <laughs> All right, so I'll stop interrupting you now. No, no, no. I think that it's funny how this past week, like you said, you only had two guys. Um, Nick had the winner on his bench, and somehow we were all like, I think it was two points separated, first to third this week, same yeah, as like last 12, week, basically. 14, so, um, just crazy how our teams can do, or our our guys' picks or whatever can do so drastically different yet the score is still pretty close um i think adding to what nick had said speed is just ridiculous i mean he's george was saying that his his shots to green stats have been all over the place and that he ranked last this past weekend but i would like to see a stat out of the bunker because every time (laughs) you see a video of speed pulling out it's always from the bunker never from the fairway nothing like never i wish i could play from the fairway the way he played from the Right. Yeah, I think he's definitely like the people's champ because before Cantley and or before Varner had gone to 18, he basically came out to the fans. There's a bunch of little kids there waiting to get a signature and pictures and stuff. And he was like, hey, I can't do signatures and stuff right now. I have to wait until if there's a playoff or not a playoff or whatever. And then I'll come back here, I promise. And the next video they show is him walking around with his ugly ass plaid winner's jacket <laughs> to sign all these little kids uh, memorabilia and stuff and yeah it was just really cool to see um really cool that he was also able to sit in the clubhouse for like 45 minutes and then go warm up and go out there and <laughs> hit the ball in the bunker and then just put it four inches away from the hole for a tap in yeah uh i like i said i always enjoy watching space like the way he interacts with with fans and, and the media and stuff like it's hard to dislike him um like there's there's very few golfers on the tour that i dislike maybe that'll be our top five next week we'll top five golfers that we hate uh but um yeah, like, <laughs> speed Spieth and jt are just you know two guys that are like 
you, you can't root against them. Even if your favorite golfer is going up against them, you're like, well, I mean, I hope my guy wins, but shit, if he loses, you know, it is what it is. Um, and and I think that, like, for me at least, Spieth kind of gives me a sense of, um, I don't know what word to use here. I want to say, like, connection, but yeah. I don't want it to sound like I think I'm that good at golf. But, like, watching him scramble sometimes, like, uh, like he hits a bad shot. Like, he goes in the bunker, and you're like, oh, well, he's fucked. Like, if I hit a shot in the bunker, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucked. And then he comes <laughs> out and, like, he scrambles a little better than I, a lot better than I do, obviously. But <laughs> like watching him hit those bad shots is, is what connection I'm talking about. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way to JT because I like the way JT reacts. Like he'll hit it. Be like, Justin, that was the worst shot in golf mm-hmm. fucking ever. And I was like, hold on, buddy. I will show you the worst goddamn yeah. shot, <laughs> shot ever. Uh, but yeah, but like, yeah, like I said, both of those guys, like that's just another element to them that makes them so likable like if anybody out there likes or dislikes speed and jt like i want to know like what's wrong with them yeah like maybe they put a million dollar bet on them to win the masters and that didn't work out but yeah at that point that's your own damn problem but yeah mm-hmm. whatever it is what it is it like, is what it is got anything else golf related slade um just random thing i saw that tiger and phil both um entered for oh, yeah. the open i did, I did see about Tiger, I didn't. I didn't see about Phil, but I mean, I was surprised I, more for Phil just because of the yeah. recent controversy that he put in on himself. He lost yeah. all the sponsorships. Like, well, he didn't. They mutually uh, separated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited to see Tiger back again. Uh, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know his body needs to rest. Um, but I mean, anytime you see Tiger walk on a golf course, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, St Andrews is a I mean, it's difficult to watch the British Open just because of the times it's on. Um, but St. Andrews is a ridiculously beautiful and historic course. Um, so I'm really excited to watch that tournament. Uh, we have two other majors to get to before that, though. I was kind of surprised um, that's the one he chose rather than, hey, like I'm going to play. I feel like the PGA was probably a little bit too soon. Um, not sure why he didn't want to play the U.S. Open either. I mean, that's up to him. But I mean, I guess coming down to it when your body can only handle so much. I mean, I, I would rather play St. Andrews over, you know, any of the other, not, I don't want to say sloppy courses or anything, but they're not as prestigious, I guess, um, as, as the St. Andrews and the, and the British open is, um, so at the end of the day, it makes sense, but it'll be interesting to see if he maybe plays a tournament or two before that, um, or any time in that gap, just to, you know, get his body ready to play in, you know, four, brutal days of golf or if he's going to go over and maybe do the scottish open or something um just get his everything ready for the open uh that'll be interesting to watch uh phil mickelson wise i don't really give a shit about him um he's probably going to miss the cut uh but we'll have to see (laughs) yeah uh my first reaction when i uh when i heard about this again i like george i heard about tiger i didn't hear about phil um and due to the fact that I've only watched two golf tournaments, I don't know shit about Phil. Uh, obviously, I know that he's a good golfer. Um, I do know about his controversy and whatnot, but that's, you know, we're talking about golf. Fuck him. Um, first up, Tiger. Uh, watching him in the Masters, it was great. Um, really, like I said, one of the only people, one of the only golfers I knew. Um, and, and I did, if there was any golf in my life that I'd ever watched, it had Tiger in it. Um, seeing him come back first of all was absolutely electric the fans you know i i remember there was one i forget what day it was what tee shot it was but straight off of the hit you knew he shanked it and you just hear this guy in the background yell fuck yeah tiger and like that what more could you ask for like i wish i had somebody i shanked a shot into the woods somebody's like fuck yeah nick like i'll I'll do it at it when we play mm -hmm. I, i would appreciate it um but a little you know, golf clap after. Yeah. The fuck yeah, Tiger. But <laughs> um, you know, obviously as the weekend went on, you know, you've seen his age coming out and, and his health, obviously. I, I think if he wouldn't have gotten his car accident, probably a little different, but you know, nonetheless, um he got forty seventh at the Masters a year after a car accident at age whatever the hell he is. Not too shabby in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um as far as Phil goes, first of all, Phil Mickelson for me is kind of funny because I know of him, I know his name. Um, for the longest time when I was younger, I would get him and Jack Nicholson confused 
because obviously their names are close and I'm a Joker fan. So I knew who Jack Nicholson was and I'm an idiot. So very easy to confuse the two. Um, but since then, I've definitely cleared the two up. Um, and I am excited to watch Phil Golf. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be what it, what everybody's accustomed to seeing. Um, but kind of like Tiger and the Masters, just a chance to see, you know, somebody good, uh, somebody with, I, I try not to throw the word prestige around uh, too loosely, but, you know, nonetheless, you get what I'm saying. To prestige be worldwide. Prestige worldwide. To get them, you know, see them walking the course and playing, whether he's fucking second or two hundredth, I I could care less. It's it's an experience, um, but nonetheless, I guess we'll we'll see how that all turns out. If yeah. if they even if they even end up playing the fucking course, so we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> so what what are your what are your thoughts? You kind of took that away. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's great to see them both play. I mean, I think that it would be really funny for Phil to go out there and place like even top 30 after not seeing him play on TV and out of months. I mean, he's, he's already everyone in their mother bet on tiger for the first match where he faced up against Phil Mickelson and Phil Mickelson left with a fucking limo full of money. So, uh, it, it would be really funny because I mean, you, it, that's no knock to tiger. I mean, he's coming off his injury. Like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, we're not going to see him play a lot of golf on TV. He's only going to play the big ones. And like you had said, seeing him play in a in a tournament beforehand, he's got the luxury of being Tiger Woods. So he can literally hit up JT, uh, Ricky Fowler, any of them, and be like, "Hey, come to my uh, like a Juniper golf course, and we'll play today." Like mm-hmm. he still gets to play with that like high caliber player, and it's not on TV. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Ricky Fowler, real quick, I did see that he is going to enter an open qualifier like a week or two before. The British Open, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he can get that and and you know get the chance to play out there. Um, mm-hmm. Something interesting to keep our eye on going forward. Um, last thing we got here today uh, is our top five list. We're gonna do these weekly. Uh, Nick picked the topic this week. We have the top five warm up songs. Uh, I already know Nick and I have number number one exactly the same. Slade, I'll let you go first. Uh, what are your top five warm-up songs? Um, I think my top one warm-up song would probably have to go back to high school wrestling, and it would be Ladies and Gentlemen by Saliva. Yeah. I mean, it's not a song that a lot of people are going to know, but it's just something that stuck with me since then because we were in middle school, and you're like, oh my god, I want to run out to that song. And yeah. then, and then we did, and we're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 more of like a just something that we went like that I went through, so that's why I like it. Right. You only have one. Oh no, I was gonna let you guys do your first one. Through. Sorry. Um. So, <laughs> so then for the second one, I would probably say I like that new song. Um. Oh, astronaut in the ocean. Okay. It's a decent song, and then some like harder songs like break. Break Me or whatever by Limp Bizkit and uh, just some futuristic, the greatest. I good. think those are the only ones I yeah, have. That, that's a good one. Anything Eminem? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll go next uh, so we can let the the selector of the top five here go. Um, number five for me, I have for those about the rock from ACDC. Um, I don't know. Whenever they get to the part where they say fire the cannon shoot, I, I'm just ready to run through somebody. Uh, number four, I got "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Uh, like you said, anything Eminem is great, but I don't know. That's stuck with me ever since Eight Mile came out, uh, and I was like six and watched that movie with my sisters. Um, number three, I have "Cowboys from Hell" by Pantera. Um, yeah, these are all harder songs. Uh, and number two is called "Mud Shovel." It's by Chevelle, or no, excuse me, it's by Stained. Um, just the baseline intro was just ridiculous. Uh, I have the same number one as Nick, so I'll let him say that. So, Nick, what are, what's your top five? Yeah, so I actually, I apparently put more thought into this than you guys did. Because, like, I sat there and, bro- like, I was sitting there, and I was like, well, what songs? Like, because obviously you think of, like, hard songs when you think of warm-up, but, like, I thought into it. So my number five is Walk Through by Rich Homie Kwan. And I don't know if you ever heard the song. It's not very upbeat, but it's very, like, 
confidence-inducing. Matter of fact. Like, yeah, like... All of, all of my songs are confidence-inducing. Every single song on that list, I will play, and I will kick your teeth through the back of your skull. Well, well yeah, it's a personal like, but there's, thing. A, it's a there's a difference thing. between, like... There's a difference yeah. between, like, confidence-inducing while also feeling like you just wrote a line of coke and confidence-inducing, like, I feel like I could walk into a room wearing sweatpants and sweatshirt and get everybody to turn and look at me. Like, so... But, like, the walkthrough was, like... So, for example, we used to have meals before our our football games on fridays uh which i think is a normal thing but say, no, i've never i've never heard of that before really well shit well, it's not a normal thing but um, shitty yeah. spaghetti meatballs yeah we, well we had a church like connected to the parking lot of our school and i guess that church was like yeah we'll give the football team meals on friday so we got if we had a home game we got like good hot meals like, but great none job of ch- separation of church and state yeah well i, I wasn't gonna <laughs> bitch it was free food like and desserts like, behind the behind the pillar after <laughs> yeah <laughs> the best of both worlds but so like for that was like the walk like down to the church like you mm-hmm. know kind of get me ready and then after the church when it was about to be game time like when we were walking up to put our fucking shit on that was when the harder shit so like number four my number four is forever by drake wayne all of them um obviously good song upbeat it's probably in like every pump up playlist ever but nonetheless i just need uh, actually, i just need eminem's verse from that and i'm good yeah like, that, the rest of it's good, good but i just need eminem's verse yeah um and actually a lot of these are probably like basic um but nonetheless they get the job done that's well, why we're white so we're them. basic white bitches. exactly yeah speaking of being white and basic number three is all i do is win by dj cali <laughs> i put that one in there not necessarily for me i wasn't like i wasn't that big of a fan of of listening to that song in warm-up situations, but you hear it in like stadiums and arenas mm-hmm. and all that shit. So I thought I, he was I had about to say Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> I, I was ready for it. I was like, he's he's like, about to say something really stupid. And then no, you said that. And I was like, not okay, that's that not as basic way. Not that basic way. Um, so my number two was Lose Yourself by Eminem. Uh, that's one of those songs you, you can't pass up. Like George said, um, you know, for us, the age that we're at, like we heard that song young and it stuck with us and you know through sports or whatever uh, and number one I, I will not let anybody argue this with me george and i have it for the same reason it is the greatest warm-up pump up get ready to eat pussy song you've ever heard in your life and it's enter sandman by metallica oh, that's good yeah. yeah you hear this song first of all if there's a beer near you it has to be chugged yeah. it has to be you can't first thing i think of is football yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Virginia Tech, right? Yeah. Well, no. So, yeah. like, when we get to like college football season, we'll talk about like the best college football traditions and stuff. I'm telling you right now, after experiencing that in person last year, I don't give a shit how crazy the whiteout game is. Virginia Tech will always be my favorite <laughs> experience because, first of all, I, that is a great experience accompanied by a great song. So that's understandable. Yeah. But maybe it's just because I'm a Penn State fan. Hearing that whiteout 110,000 crowd singing Sweet Caroline brings a fucking tear to my eye. And yeah, we'll, get to, that, we'll Street, get to that more. When Kurt <laughs> Herbstreet, a Buckeye, says that that is his favorite college tradition, I mean, you got to put it up there at least. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying it's first. I'm saying it's up there. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. just we'll saying. I'll get to I mean, this debate later. We'll get no, to this I need, later. I need to bring you guys to Virginia Tech game, especially at night, like nighttime. Like, I'm like. I remember when they did the Penn State Weddle game during the day the one time, and like nobody showed up because they were out getting hammered. But yeah, the stripe out now. Yeah, this freaking we. Uh, I was I was there by myself, and I'm sitting there, and like the Notre Dame runs out, and the whole crowd just like starts to stand up, like they know what's coming, and like they start playing the video up on the board, and the freaking first three notes hits like da da da, and the whole stadium loses their shit, and like. Like I have heard people talk before, like, oh, you can feel the stadium shaking and all this other stuff. I literally felt the entire structure around me shaking. I was like, this is a scary as shit, but B, this is the coolest thing ever. I was like, if this thing gives in right now, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll go out like this. Yeah. But just like I'll the die in a like, college football stadium, fuck them. Yeah. Like I wish their stadium was just bigger in general. Like I wish you could take like that tradition and put it if that if Penn State did that. Oh like, my yeah, god. Yeah, they that one might like I wish they would do that, like for the whiteout. That'd be such such a sick entrance, dude. Um, but yeah, like I'd I'd probably shit myself. <laughs> like I need it, to like, take you guys there. Like we need, like we'll do that this fall for a football game. We'll go to Virginia Tech because that is just 
it's another it, like I, I've watched it on TV growing up, and I'm sure like, and uh, we'll we'll talk about where I've ranked the stadiums I've been to so far. But Penn State would have been higher if I've been to the Whiteout game. Like I, yeah, we I, went to the I Navy need, game. Yeah, like I know I need to go to that game to get like the true Penn State experience. But like just knowing like this is how Virginia Tech is all the time when this song comes on. Like just I, I just feel like just gives it another level for me. But yeah, no, that song regardless is just. I don't think nothing will beat it. I mean, I'm sure other people out there have different opinions, but for me, nothing will ever beat that song. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a good song. Um, you know, people hate on Metallica. I, I'm not a huge Metallica fan. I like like three songs maybe, um, but like nonetheless, it gets the people going, and that's really all that matters. Especially when we're talking about warm up songs. Yeah. Um. Shit, well, guys, the parlay is not looking good. Garrett Cole's 46 pitches is the second in the second inning are the most in any inning by a pitcher in MLB history. Or no, MLB this season, sorry. Oof. 46 fair, pitches. He, he, he only gave up two runs. Yeah, yeah. So I, don't, Still, I hope he's not hurt. Don't but, uh, I guess, yeah. Oh, no, he got pulled after 1.2 innings. Um, yeah, they're winning 3-2-4. Walked, he's walked five guys and gave up two, two in runs. So, Jesus. yeah, not good for him. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, that'll do it for our show tonight. Um, thank you guys so much for checking this out. Uh, look forward to doing this more going forward, uh, as well as growing our YouTube and all the other stuff. Uh, as mentioned, please go check that out. Well, I mean, you're already here watching the video. Uh, but go check out our TikTok. Go check out our... the other video we have up already. Yeah, mm-hmm. Or don't. <laughs> if you don't, I won't mind. Uh, uh, go check out our TikTok and our Twitter. Uh, those are the two social media platforms we use the most. Uh, you can you follow guys... the Instagram, but you ain't going to see shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys got anything else? No, I don't think so. I'm good. All righty. Well, we will see you guys next week for the next episode of the Jack Wagons. I mean, Jack Wagon Sports Podcast. Um, there you go. I got, I got so used to using. Ever since, yeah, ever since we, get, we, or we decided to switch back to just the one and us three together, and I guess we didn't really think of a name of it. Yeah. But... <laughs> I was like, I figured we just keep the same name we had before, but I got so used to saying either Bunker Boys or yeah, Hoser, like whatever. I was just like, I was like, oh shit, what are fucking we called? Hoser Show? Yeah, the the fucking Hoser, Hoser Show, show bud. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you guys next week, uh, and have a great week.